Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is the 22nd of February, about 10 o'clock in the morning. Hope you all are having a great day. This is our Just Prospect podcast, a little quick podcast uh, where I'm going to go through the ADPs of our recently completed Dynasty League supplemental drafts or rookie drafts. In fact, we'll call it a rookie draft because I'm going to go through just those the first 30 players that were taking uh, that were eligible um, uh, on this year's draft. And we say anybody who is drafted in the anybody who's actually in the waiver pool uh, that was there as of the end of last year's draft. So Seiya Suzuki. <clears throat> for instance, got uh, signed after last year's draft. We have our draft same time last year. So he was actually in the player pool. Uh, so all the all the players that were signed in July are in the player pool. All the guys that were just signed in January 15th in the international are there. Cody Singa, um, Masataka, all those Japanese, they're all in there. And some of those are in the top 30. But I think you'll get a real sense if you've got Dynasty League supplemental drafts coming up where these players are going. And of course, I will provide some commentary along the way. It's going to be very quick. It's just 30 players. Uh, I'm also doing this on my front porch because it is an absolutely stunning day. It's 64 degrees, but we get the morning sun here. Uh, and I live, I took a picture and I actually posted it out on Twitter so you can see, see what I'm looking at. It's beautiful. So I'm looking out uh, to the intercoastal waterway here in Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina. Um, and we live at the end of a road. So we have water on all three sides of us. The beach is two blocks down the road. So the intercoastal waterway is all around us. And we don't get a whole lot of foot traffic or car traffic. But when we do... My dogs go crazy. So <laughs> if some and people love walking down our street, so they they take a walk down the street, look around, particularly at night to go look at the sunsets. Um, but you might hear them bark. So if that becomes a problem, then I'll have to pause and do it somewhere else. But I think it's warm a lot of part um, throughout a lot of the country, at least in the United States. So I'm hoping everybody is enjoying an early spring as we 
hopefully get games officially going. I think it's on Friday. I thought we'd have games, Major League Baseball spring training games, last weekend, but I guess they were just inter-squad games. And uh, But I think official spring training games get started Thursday or Friday. <clears throat> Without further ado, let's get going. The uh, first player taken, the four drafts, uh, I'm in five dynasty leagues. The fifth draft has not started. I don't believe it starts until Sunday. Could have that wrong. Um, that's the only one I do not commission. Um, and all the other four drafts are finished. They just finished yesterday. They were about a week long. We do a slow draft, four-hour selection. Uh, going 1-1 was uh, what I thought would go 1-1, when that's Drew Jones, Texas Ranger outfielder, son of um, Andrew Jones. He went 1-2-1-1. So first in three out of the four drafts. The uh, the draft that he did not go one in, Jackson Holiday went one, which I think is great. Uh, so Drew Jones, highest upside guy. A little concerned about how much he'll ultimately hit just because he's a big kid. But man, he's got all the tools to be a superstar. Coming in at number two is Jackson Holiday with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, 2-1-3-2. Uh, he dropped to three in one league, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and look, I, I thought he would. I thought it would go one, two, just like that. Andrew or Drew Jones and Jackson Holiday. Again, Jackson Holiday, son of Matt Holiday, former Colorado Rocky, St. Louis Cardinal, and briefly a Yankee. Um, he so I, you know, look, I I said it publicly. I if I had the number one overall pick, I would try to trade down to the number two and take Jackson Holiday. It's not that I think Jackson Holiday is going to be the better player, but I think given the kind of talent that Drew Jones could be, it might be interesting if you could pull. You know, I I I traded up from six to three. Uh, in DL sixes, which we'll get to in a minute, and I gave up Oswald Peraza, which I think is going to be a really good baseball player uh, to draft up. So if I could have picked up Oswald Peraza and Jackson Holiday for a Drew Jones, I would take that deal in a heartbreak because I don't think the difference between uh, Drew Jones and Jackson Holiday is um, Oswald Peraza or some player like that. I, I think it's it's a you know you get another potentially really good player, and Jackson Holiday is going to be great. I mean he really tore it up in his first season, and again Drew Jones he gets a little discounted because we didn't see him play. Why didn't we see him play? So so that's obviously um, you know I, I think he's going to be very good, but we still have that looming over us. So one two kind of chalk. Third guy off the board was Elijah Green. Uh, the uh, Washington National player who went, I believe, I said, I've got this, I try to write all this stuff down. I think he went fifth. Yeah, he went fifth in the draft, the MLB draft, and he goes number three in our drafts with 3354. Well, let me go back to DL6 where Jackson Holiday went third. I mentioned this on our podcast on Sunday. I actually traded up from six to three to get. Um, Cody Singa, because I have a chance to compete in that league, and I really needed a, a pitcher. And Jackson Holiday fell to number three, and 
I wasn't expecting that, and I thought about it for probably 20 minutes. <laughs> That's what's nice about a slow draft. You get a chance to think about it and why we have slow drafts for these types of things because, you know, you need to think about it. When surprises come up like this uh, in Dynasty Leagues where, you know, you could have 10 years on the line, give the 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 uh, fantasy manager a few hours to think about this right so I thought about it for again about 20 minutes and said I got to take Jackson Holiday then I traded with the guy was picking number four and I jumped on Cody Singa so uh, I'm thrilled that I have Jackson Holiday felt a little guilty about the guy who I did give Oswald Peraza to move from six to three that he would have if he'd have been there he would have had Jackson Holiday but you know I don't know maybe we'll try to work something out that I can uh kind of make retributions there. And I'm serious. I don't know who I trade it with, but if you're listening to this, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, so Elijah Green goes number three, probably an appropriate pick uh, in a Dynasty League supplemental rookie draft uh, because Elijah Green has huge upside. Now, there, again, there's swing and miss concern there, but he's got 70 speed, 70 raw, maybe 80 raw power, Gun for an arm, all the tools that you need. There is definitely concern about how much he's going to hit. So, uh, and again, hitting is the primary tool. So you do have to be worried about that. But hey, if I usually if picking high up in a uh, rookie draft, I don't have a very good team. Uh, I think going with a huge high upside guy like Elijah Green makes a ton of sense. Cody Singa went number four. I'm no longer going to read out where they went in each individual league. Uh, so he went number four. Totally makes sense. Uh, some people, he actually, he went third in one league and fourth in another league, fourth in two leagues and sixth in another league. So um, I think that's the appropriate place for him. Again, if you need it pitching like I did, I think taking him third makes total sense. But again, if you wanted Elijah Green, I think that makes total sense. Tamar Johnson, the Pittsburgh Pirate, one of the best hitters in this draft. Uh, is appropriate and a, a good spot to go at the number five spot. He was the number fourth overall uh, pick in the Major League draft last July. And look, the only thing that bothers me, actually, was uh, his ADP was exactly the same as Cody Singa. So you can say who went fourth and who went fifth there. Um, but uh, Tamar Johnson, I think, is going to hit. You know, it it just depends on how much power he develops. It could be 20 home run pop. I, it'll be a little bit of speed early in his career. I don't think it'll last. But this guy could be a 300, a 300 hitter, a 100 runs scored, and depending on where he bats in the lineup, uh, plenty of RBI. So potentially a very, very good player. Seiya Suzuki is available in our leagues, and he went next. Uh, Cam Collier uh, goes after that. Cam Collier was actually... Cincinnati Red and was actually drafted 18, um, but huge upside there. He fell in the major league draft, but uh, our players are smart enough to know that there's still a lot of fantasy-friendly tools there, and I picked in some leagues down at 8-9. I was hoping he would drop to me, and he just got snagged up before that, so I didn't get him in any league, which I'm very disappointed in. After that, Brooks Lee went, kind of uh, Tamar Johnson, but he's a college kid, another kid that can hit, not a ton of speed, not a ton of power, more of a 10-10 type of player, maybe uh, uh, maybe not even that much speed, so more like a 15, let me back that up, more like a 15 home run guy, five stolen base guy, but a potential 300 hitter. 
Uh, after that, it goes, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight is Brooks Lee. Nine goes Zach Nito, uh, the Los Angeles Angel kid that's already made it up the double A. Uh, speed and power, and it looks like he's going to hit. And maybe the Angels have hit on this guy because he was, I mean, he went uh, 13th in the draft. So it's, uh, you know, from from where he was actually drafted and where he fell to, fantasy owners loved what they saw. And I think it's uh, totally appropriate there that he goes that high. After that, Masataki Yoshida uh, comes in the Japanese kid that looks like it's a high batting average, high on-base percentage in particular, but more of a doubles hitter as opposed to home run pop and limited speed. Coming in uh, after that is Kevin Parada. The New York Mets took him um, with the 10th or 11th pick. Yeah, the 11th pick in, in, the, in the draft. So kid that another kid that can hit defensively should be able to stay at catcher. Obviously not a ton of speed, and people hope that he will develop some power. I put the podcast on hold. I had to move chairs. I was starting to sweat profusely as that that chair I was just in was directly in the sun. Uh, okay, so we uh, um, Yoshida goes number ten. Kevin Parada goes number eleven. Coming in at number twelve was a bit of a surprise, and that is Spencer Jones with the New York Yankees. Huge kid, six foot seven. I know Tim thought, "Hey, sounds like Aaron Judge." I brought that up when we went over the um, New York Yankees system. I don't think he's Aaron Judge. It's not fair to put uh, just because there's some physical resemblance to say, hey, it could be the next Aaron Judge. But people in our leagues thought he could be, uh, and they, they jumped on Aaron uh, on Aaron Judge, on Spencer Jones early. Yeah, he was taken uh, 25th by the Yankees and was the 12th pick in our draft. Coming in at number 13 was Gavin Cross. I actually grabbed him in one league. Uh, Very excited about that. One of the more toolsy kids with the Kansas City Royals. And you got to like what the Royals are doing. They're not not afraid to promote their guys. They're not afraid to give their kids opportunities. A kid that looks like he's got a feel to hit with some speed and power, which was, again, a little uh, not necessarily there in... um, in this draft, right? Not in our draft, but in the Major League draft back in June. Coming in at number 14 was a bit of a surprise, uh, Chase DeLauder. I didn't include him in my top 30 at all. I have not heard good things about at all about his potential field to hit. So, uh, But clearly, people drafting feel otherwise, and that's fine. I mean, he is a guardian. Guardians are great at developing Positional players, not so great at developing hitters, though hopefully Bo Naylor and George Villar will change that for them coming into this season. And the last guy, before we take a break, was the other Met, and that is Jet Williams. Tons of speed, very athletic, questions of whether he'll be able to stay in the dirt or at least at short but, uh, I mean, again, a great pick from a fantasy standpoint because um, there's definitely tons of speed there. We'll see how much power he eventually develops. And, you know, the Mets have done a, a great job of developing both uh, hitters and pitchers, particularly pitchers. But, I mean, hitters, they've done a very good job over the years in prior administrations and the current administration. Let's take a break and come back and do the second 15. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you will, the first pick in the second round was Kuma Rocker. I actually got Kuma Rocker in one league. Um, Let's see. He dropped all the way. I don't know where he dropped. I'm looking at maybe where I... I think I got him with the 21st pick because that was in DL6 that I got him. Because DL6 I got, wow, Jackson Holiday, Cody Singa, and Kuma Rocker. I mean, I was dancing a jig after I got those three guys. Number three guy off the board in the MLB draft, but goes 16th in our draft, and rightly so. I mean, there's huge questions about the player. We've talked about it at nauseam in terms of health concerns, uh, you know, he is in the fall league. He was dropping his shoulder a little bit when he was throwing. Does that indicate maybe there's some shoulder issues there that he was trying to, you know, find a new pitching angle? We just don't know. So there's huge um, open issues about Kumar Rocker. But having said that, and look, I, I'm a proud owner now of Kumar Rocker in the fantasy league, so I'm rooting for him. Uh, I mean, again, he walks, you see him, and you're going to fall in love. And this is a guy with tremendous physical skills. I mean, tremendous physical skills. Uh, He just looks the part. He's big. He's strong. He's got a great fastball. He's got a great delivery, you know, a power delivery, if you will. I mean, we can talk about whether he is um, getting lower three-quarters delivery to try to save his uh, shoulder. Uh Oh, here comes comes the... Here comes a car. <laughs> That's what I have to put up with. Oh, it's one of my neighbor, one of my neighbors, a couple houses down, pulling his car. And okay, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, so that is Kuma Rocker. Uh, next pick was uh, another pitcher. So if I take a look back at the top fifteen, the only pitcher taken was. Um, I think the only pitcher taken was Cody Singa, which is pretty much par for the course. So 14 out of the 15 guys taken were positional players. And then we get two pitchers taken with 16 and 17. And then we don't get another pitcher taken until pretty late in the second round. Uh, And that is Dylan Lesko, who would have probably gone. He went to San Diego with a 16th pick, would have probably been a top 10 pick, but had uh, Tommy John surgery. Great arm. Huge stuff, lots of potential. So I understand why people gambled on him. I mean, there's obviously risk because he's coming off of Tommy John surgery, but the stuff is undeniable. And uh, so we'll see. Uh, coming in at number 18, this is just a Los Angeles Dodgers pick because he went 40th off the board 
in the MLB draft, and he goes 18th off the board, and that is Dalton rushing a catcher nonetheless. But if that shows you what people who play in our Dynasty League leagues think of the Los Angeles Dodgers and the prospects they have, I mean, that th- there it is. I mean, this is a guy that, if it would have been picked by the Cincinnati Reds, would have not gone 7th. Not going 18th. It just it wouldn't have, uh, because people would have said, "Well, okay, guy taken uh, in this early in the second round. I think it was the first pick in the second round. Uh, you know, he's probably a third or fourth round pick. I mean, it looks like he's going to be able to hit. There's some questions how much power he's going to have, but he's a Dodger, and the Dodgers know how to develop these guys, and uh, that's why he went early. And I, I, you know, I can't fault anybody for doing it. I had him on my pref list. Just to let you know, where do I have him? I think 32nd. So that's I would have taken him in the third round if he had gotten to me. So coming next is uh, the Detroit Tiger and Jace Young, who is a second baseman, mo- most likely a second baseman, younger brother of Josh Young, kid that should be able to hit. Very similar to his brother. Maybe not as much potential power, but looks like he's going to be able to hit just like his brother. Uh, what well, we're... His, we think his brother's going to hit when he gets to the major leagues. Uh, coming in at number 20 is Drew Gilbert with the Houston Astros, taken 28th in the draft and goes 20th. People like the obviously the, the toolsy upside. There's some speed, there's some power, some questions about how much he's going to hit. I like uh, Jacob Melton a little bit better. I actually grabbed Melton. Uh, in the third and fourth round and some other drafts. I, I'll take that as opposed to having to spend a second-round pick on Drew Gilbert. I like Drew Gilbert. One of the guys they did not like in the draft, uh, in the MLB draft, in, in what the Miami Marlins did, and that is Jacob Berry. He goes 21st. He was the sixth overall pick taken by the Marlins. So he dropped significantly, and I think rightly so. There's qu- serious questions about how much he's going to hit. Uh, and, and so much so that there's a lot of people who think he might not hit enough ever to make it to the big leagues. And I was reminded of, I saw a post about Tyler Kolek. Remember Tyler Kolek? I think he was drafted, I'm going on memory here, 2014 by the Marlins. And it was a big six foot six Texan, I think he's from Texas, Texan kid, could throw 99 miles an hour. And he jumped up in, in drafts. They, they decided to pay him a lot of money, draft him in the Marlins, draft him in the first round, and he never developed. He never could find the strike zone or professional ball. And it just goes to show you what happens. Even with all the research that's done on these players, they get drafted high in the first round. I think Kolak was the number fourth overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. And he never made it out of high A. And he hasn't pitched since 2019, so I'm assuming he is retired from baseball. And just a real, real shame. But I looked at his walk rate, and it was he only pitched one season where he actually had like 80, 90 innings. And I think he, he walked five and a half per nine. But in his 2019 season, there was a lot of multiple levels. There was a lot of 11, 12, I think 121 walks per nine. He just... I, I, my guess is injuries got got to his arm and he could just never throw strikes. So that's what happens. So there's no guarantee in any of this. In fact, what we'll do at the end, we'll go back maybe to that 2014 season and see those players and see if they made it. Uh, coming in, So he was number 21. Number 22 is Ethan Salas. People are very aggressive in our leagues. He is the young uh 
Latin kid that signed for over $5 million by the Padres. you got to love what the Padres do. They can really identify talent. They can get them up to the complex league, maybe low A, and then they move them. Uh, it's questionable how many of those guys will ever make it because we don't know that it's simply been on the come that people have been trading for these guys. We haven't seen a ton of them yet playing the major leagues, but Ethan Salas has a field to hit, very athletic, but he's a catcher, so you know it's going to take him a while to move through the system. Uh, so whoever selected him, and he went, um, he went in the first round of one of our drafts, about 31, 37, and I didn't write down where he went in the other other draft, but he went very, very early. My my suggestion to all these people that have him, just ignore it, throw him in your minor leagues for the next couple of three years, and don't think about it. Don't take don't take any um, don't take any trade requests for him because he doesn't have the value that he eventually is going to have. Uh, I think this guy has a chance to be a top 50 prospect, but it's going to be years, and it's going to be extremely volatile, right? But uh, the upside is tremendous. Hold on for a second. Let me uh, put this on hold. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) Yelled at my dogs. Um, Coming in number 23 is a pick I loved a lot, and that is Cole Young with the Seattle Mariners. I'm a big fan of Cole Young, and and basically he he went in the second, early third rounds picked 23 or 21st in drafts and 23rd in our draft. So I think that's appropriate. I kind of like the upside. Dylan Beavers is a lot uh, with the Orioles goes next. He was drafted 33rd by the Orioles in the supplemental first round, supplemental first round. So I think it was the first pick in the supplemental first round. He goes 24th here in a lot of that. I mean, look, guy has a chance to be a very, very good player. Um, but he goes that early principally because he's an Oriole, and the Orioles are doing a fantastic job at developing positional players. I do like the upside of the player a lot. Brock Porter, uh, who I didn't write down where, his, uh, where he went at drafts, but it was the fourth round by, I think it was the fourth round by the Texas Rangers. Uh, they grabbed Kuma Rocker and uh, Brock Porter. They had to pay a lot of money for Brock Porter, but as a kid coming off of Tommy John surgery, I don't know, I'm sorry. Maybe it was a kid that, that was going to go to college. I think it might have been Tommy John surgery as well. I'm sorry, I don't have all the details. But he dropped to the fourth round, and they paid him a lot of money, uh, first-round money, to grab him there. So uh, good for the Rangers. and good. I think picking him in the middle of the second round is a great pick. Actually, later second round is a great pick. Justin Crawford goes next. He was 17th overall pick. Uh, he goes 26th in our draft. He is uh, an outfielder with the Philadelphia Phillies, Carl Crawford's kid. My concern about the Phillies, and if you did select him there and you want to select him, watch what they do. If they, They'll probably start him. He's a high school kid. They're probably going to start him in low A. And, boy, there's been a, to- a ton of guys that are high draft picks that they skip over the complex league. They move him directly into full, uh, full season affiliated ball, and they bomb. And that's just what the Phillies have done. So I'm hoping they take their time with Crawford. He's tons of tools, but there's questions on how much he's going to hit. Felon Celestin goes next. Uh, he is another international draftee with the Seattle Mariners. Great pick there if you want to play the game. I think he'll probably develop faster than Salas, just because Salas is a catcher. But Celestin's got a field to hit with tons of tools. 
Number 28 goes Brock Jones, who was the second round pick by the Tampa Bay Rays. I've heard some real questions about how much he's going to hit, but you know, there's some tools there. And the Rays do a pretty good job of developing guys better at developing um, um, positional players. And coming in at number 30 is Jordan Beck. He was a second round pick. He goes as the 30th pick from Colorado. Uh, you got to love players that play in Colorado. Toolsy kid. Uh, and they've done a great job of developing positional players, at least at the minor league level. They get to the major leagues and things seem to go awry. But uh, you kind of have to like that. Let's take a break and let me let me do what I promise and go um, to the 2014 draft and take a look at what happened to some of these players. That would be, well, maybe I'll do I am back. Oh, I think I, I don't think I paused it. <laughs> so it was probably a huge break in there. I'm so sorry why I was looking up stuff. So my bad there. I will try to trim that out. If not, I, I apologize on that. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to the 2014 draft. And, and by the way, I, I don't know if this is a free service from Baseball America. I do subscribe to it. But there MLB draft database is fantastic. You can you can sort by year, by round, by team, by position. So you can very quickly go and see like who was taken in the 2014 draft. That's what we're going to do because that's where Tyler, Tyler Kolick was. And just to see the amount of players who made it or did not make it. Top two picks, Brady Aiken and Tyler Kolick. Never made it out of the minor leagues. One and two. Remember, Brady Aiken taken by the Houston Astros. They refused to sign him that year. Uh, and then the next year, they got they doubled up on that. And I think that's when they got, um, oh, the third baseman, uh, Alec Bregman. So, uh, so <laughs> that worked out pretty well for the Houston Astros. But two top pitchers that, well, Kolek never got out of high. I don't think, I think Brady Aiken made it to double A. But never got out of there. Number three was a is a win. Carlos Rodon, drafted out of NC State, goes number three to left-handed pitcher to the White Sox. Number four, huge win. Nick Schwarber by the Cubs, uh, now with the Philadelphia Phillies. So those are two stars. Um, number one starter and a guy who is a 40 home run masher and, and a tremendous asset in 
on-base percentage league. Nick Gordon goes number fifth to Twins. Eh, still hasn't really made it. Major League player still hasn't made it. Alex Jackson, remember he was outfielder, catcher, drafted by the Mariners, didn't make it. Here's one that did, Aaron Nola, huge star there. So he went number seven. Kyle Freeland, yeah, yeah, he's 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 fine. He's a fine pitcher, probably would have been better on any other team but the Colorado Rockies. Jeff Hoffman didn't really make it, goes nine. And Michael Conforto, uh, not a star, but a very, very good player. So out of the top ten, Rodon, Schwerber, Nola, and Conforto. So four out of the ten went on to have really good major league careers. Freelance had a decent major league career. Um, well, as good as you can have in Colorado. But from a fantasy standpoint, not sure. And Nick Gordon, is, we're still waiting on him to see if he develops. And the top two guys and Alex Jackson, went number six, did not make it. Then you've got... Uh, Max Pentecost didn't make it. Cody uh, Medeiros, I can't remember how, it's, how, how to pronounce that name. I remember struggling with that. He's a Hawaiian kid uh, when the Brewers drafted and didn't make it. Trey Turner obviously made it. Huge superstar. Tyler Beatty had some moments, didn't make it. Sean Newcomb didn't make it. Tuki Toussaint, a brief appearance in the major leagues. Uh, I think you have to say that's that he didn't make it. Uh, Brandon Finnegan had some moments, but kind of a relief pitcher, not really a fantasy relevant. Um, Eric Fetty, <laughs> marginally fantasy relevant. Nick Howard, had a big, big hoster. Then I thought it'd be a two-way player. Didn't really make it. Casey Gillespie, um, that uh, the the Tampa Bay Rays did. So in that next group, Trey Turner became a huge superstar. That's it. That's the only guy that really became fantasy relevant in the next group. And Eric Fetty had a couple of good starts here and there, so helped uh, help teams. And then the bottom third, you got Brand- Bradley Zimmer. Such hope, never made it. Grant Holmes, ne- as a Dodger, never made it out of double-A. Derek Hilt hasn't made it. Cole Tucker, thought he would make it. Didn't. Here's one that did, became definitely fantasy relevant. Matt Chapman at pick 25. Michael Chavis. Had a few moments, didn't really make it. Luke Weaver, yeah, I mean, reliever, kind of low-end starter, not really fantasy-relevant. Foster Griffith didn't make it. Griffin didn't make it. Alex Bladino had some moments, didn't really make it. Luis Ortiz at 30. And then a couple of guys here at the end, Justin Sheffield, Braxton Davidson, Michael Kopech, and Jack Flaherty obviously has had some moments and injuries taking its toll. But there it is, 34 guys taken in the first round. Again, there's some extra guys back in the day where you would get extra pick if your guy signed for free agents. So let me quickly look. So out of 34 guys, you've got Radon, Schwarber, 2, Nola, 3, Conforto, 4, Trey Turner, 5, um, Matt Chapman, 6, um, Jack Flaherty, 7. So 7 out of the 34 had major contributions to your fantasy team. And then you got Kopak and Luke Weaver, uh, a couple of guys like that, Eric Fetty, who had some moments. So 7 out of 34, let's see. Oh, that's pretty easy math, right? <laughs> so that's 20%. So if we were drafting in, 2015, in the 2015 uh, supplemental draft or first-year player draft, rookie draft, 
eight out of ten shots that you're taking in that first round, they're not going to make it. That's what that's what it is. And a lot of pitchers taken here. Uh, I think we'll have more success this year because there were so many positional bats, and those guys have a tendency to make it. So, so my my point is, it it's still a bit of a crapshoot. <laughs> I mean, teams. Look, the Tampa Bay Rays, before they selected uh, Casey Gillespie, spent dozens, if not hundreds, probably hundreds, maybe thousands of collective hours talking about who to pick at the 20 slot. And this is who they picked. The great Los Angeles Dodgers, same amount of time they picked Grant Holmes. He was six foot one, could throw 100 miles an hour, and it didn't work out. So teams, even the great Dodgers and Rays, don't always hit it. Uh, so just know that as you're thinking about this and you've, you're involved in Dynasty League. So I think it's a good reminder to go back and take a look at older uh, drafts and uh, to see who was picked. And I guess to give you some comfort that if you, in two years, you take a look back at your 2023 draft and your first three picks didn't make it, but pick seven where you selected some guy in the fourth round that, you know, Wilson said, watch out for this, Judd Fabian. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, Jed Fabian, excuse me. I think it's Jed Fabian with the Orioles. And all of a sudden, he's a major leaguer and uh, a decent third outfielder. But you got him in the seventh round. It's a win. You know, it, it, it's just a win. I should go back. Maybe next time I'll go back and take a look at supplemental drafts that I've done and to show you the kind of hit ratio that I've had. And I'm supposed to be supposed to know what I'm doing. It's not 100%. It's not even close. So, um, so there's, it's, you know, it's a bit of a crapshoot. That's it, guys. Hope you hope you have a good week. And Tim and I will be back. Might be talking about his um, labor draft. I'm going to try to get him. That was last night. We'll probably try to do a quick show on Friday about that if he is able to do that. And, of course, we'll be back Sunday. Big show on Sunday doing start fantasy rankings for starting pitchers. It goes a little plain up in the air. Uh, hope you enjoy this. Hope it wasn't too loud being outside. Until next time, be well.